Our scripture reading this morning comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6 through 16. Yet among the mature, we do speak wisdom, though it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are being destroyed. But we speak God's wisdom, a hidden mystery which God decreed before the ages for our glory, and which none of the rulers of this age understood. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But, as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the human heart conceived, what God has prepared for those who love him. God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For what human knows what is truly human, except the human spirit that is within? So also no one comprehends what is truly God's, except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit that is from God, so that we may understand the gifts bestowed on us by God. And we speak of these things in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual things to those who are spiritual. Those who are unspiritual do not receive the gift of God's spirits, for they are foolishness to them, and they are unable to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Those who are spiritually discern those who are spiritual discern all things, and they are themselves subject to no one else's scrutiny. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Good morning. You're all in your places with bright, shiny faces. And they are smiling faces. At least I think they're smiling faces. Should I take off my glasses or are you really smiling? <laughs> it's a good morning. It's the Lord's Day and we are in church as we should be. Um, this morning our scripture text takes us to Corinth where Paul is speaking to the people of Corinth giving them an encouraging message. As he speaks this message, he is speaking to those who, whom he feels are in ways that he feels are people can understand in terms of their maturity level. You see, sometimes when people say things to us, we are not ready yet to hear those things. And so we don't understand what they are saying. Paul, being a, a man, a learned man, uh, a man of wisdom, was not looking for a selfish gain, but he was speaking in a way to the people of that of that um, land uh, in ways that they could understand. He could. He was a person with 
great knowledge and great ability and people were listening to him and following him around and he knew how to gain their attention. He knew how to say things to them in ways that they could understand. But Paul was not speaking under his own power, but under the power of the Spirit, speaking words of wisdom, not to impress the people by all he knew, but to give the people something to go on, something that they could chew on, something that would help them understand and value being people of faith something that will turn that will help turn them toward God. Now Paul, like many people, say things to uh, people that may encourage them, but sometimes people get discouraged by things the people say. And it's really unfortunate because some people deliberately try and discourage people in ways that they shouldn't. But those who open their ears to hear need to open their ears to hear what is more appropriate for them to hear and more of value in terms of building them up. Sometimes people don't build each other up. They talk about people, they tear people down. Sometimes situations and circumstances tear you down and tear you apart. We have been through many things in our lifetime, but on 911, we all went through something. We all went through something that changed us in, that, in a, that very moment, in an instant, when those, the airplane hit the Twin Towers in New York and the building started to crumble to the ground and people saw what was happening. But it brought us together in ways that we can never, ever be duplicated. People started embracing each other and crying for each other and praying for each other. That's the important thing is that we embraced each other, we prayed for each other, and there was a lot of people whose lives were not only ch changed that day, it was shortened, some people lost their lives that day. Some people lost family members and friends, acquaintances, people they work with, and things were changed forever. In an instant, anything can change forever. Things go on around us that change us inside forever. People say things to each other that change them forever. Changed forever in a moment of time, in the twinkling of an eye, in the blink of an eye, things 
change. On a hot summer day, a man was driving down the highway, carefree, listening to music, and thinking, I'm uh, going on my way to my destination. The man never made it to his destination because two teenagers, two teenagers who were being, as sometimes teenagers do, just being carefree themselves and being up to mischief of no good. They found a big boulder on the side of the highway and they started rolling this boulder across the pathway or the in intersection over the highway. And then they did something that made a, the biggest difference in not only in their lives, but changed someone else's life forever. They pushed this boulder until they were able to get it, heist it up, and throw it over the underpass. And as the man who was driving carefree and thinking he was on his way to a destination, his car was hit by that boulder and caught fire instantly. The car went up in flame. The man in that car was a preacher. He had been preaching here and there and different places, and his car had caught on fire. And when the paramedics and the other emergency vehicles came and put the fire out, they took, got the man out of the car and put him on a stretcher and they looked at the situation and they figured to themselves, this man cannot live through this. I don't know if they didn't check him out or what, but essentially they had written him off, just like other people write you off because the way things look around around things that have happened um, and the way you may look. But that situation changed this man and the people who came to rescue him forever. As they had ridden the man off, the man heard them talking and he was able to summon up enough strength to raise his finger up and say, I am not dead. I am still here. I am still here among the living. So he was taken to the hospital and he actually recovered. He recovered, had to go through rehab and so forth, but yes, he recovered. But he looked much, much different on the outside than he did before. Some people didn't even know who he was because that accident had disfigured him. And people, when they saw him, they would, you would hear the whispers, he would hear the whispers and wonder how he was actually able to walk. And when people hear the story, they were wondering how he was able to live 
through that situation. But that man lived through that situation. That man lived through finding out what had actually happened to him. And somehow, because of the love of God in his heart, he was able to forgive those two teenagers. Of course, the law said you still have to serve time. But they almost killed that man because they were being frivolous and trying to do something they thought, quote, unquote, was fun. They changed that man's life forever. When that man walks the street, even to today, people look at him and wonder about him. People look, they point. Yes, he is permanently disfigured. But that man, being who he is, preaches even today. I met this man when I was in seminary here at United Theological Seminary here in Dayton. Um, I met this man and I heard him preach. And that man preached from his heart a sermon of forgiveness, a sermon that was encouraging. There was not a dry eye in the house when he finished. People look on the outside and they judge you from the outside, but they don't know your heart. God knew this man's heart and saw that he had a good heart, and this man is now a walking and living testimony of faith of what God can do. If God can do this for this man, what can God do for you? God knows your heart. God loves you inside and out. God looks upon the heart not on the outside, but upon the heart. In the book of, I believe it's Samuel, and let me find my notes. Verse 7, yeah, Samuel, 1 Samuel, chapter 16, verse 7, God is saying to Samuel, do not consider, do not consider the height and appearance of all the people that were being paraded before him. Samuel, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll go back, because Samuel came to anoint um, the next king after Saul. Samuel had been mourning um, Saul and God told him, stop mourning, Saul, and go and appoint the next king. And so um, he, God had um, sent him to uh, Bethlehem, and the elders were wondering, oh, what's, what's happening here? Uh, I'm afraid. Um, um, people were wondering what, what was happening, and they were afraid that Saul had... Uh, did not come in peace, and they, he had come to harm them. 
but Saul was um, there actually to, uh, to um, anoint the, first, the next king. Uh, and um, people, uh, all these young men were being brought before him and Samuel uh, kept thinking, oh, this is the one that I should anoint. Paraded before him were tall, um, they were our brothers, they were um, the sons of Jesse. And he was going to appoint the king and, and, and uh, Jesse thought he could uh, send his older sons before, before Samuel and Samuel would anoint them. But Samuel didn't anoint any of the people any of the sons of Jesse that, um, that he thought he would. Instead, he came, it came down to the last one, the little shepherd boy, the little shepherd boy, David, who was in the field. They say he was red and kind of ruddy looking and he wasn't cleaned up and prepared to go before anyone. He was out there tending the sheep. And so when, when David was uh, sent before Saul, um, I mean before Samuel, the Lord said to Samuel, don't consider his height or his appearance, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look upon other, other people and see things that, that man sees. We look on the outside but it is God who looks on the, the inside. So don't judge by outward appearances. The Lord looks at the heart. When the Lord looks at you, does God, Lord, what does God see? What does God see? Does God see all the things that other people see? No. The Lord sees beyond and the Lord can see the heart, what's happening on the inside, what's happening in the place that it matters, what's happening within your heart is what matters. So I always say, it's not what's going on around you, it's what's going on inside you. So look beyond the appearance, the people that you see. You might see an old person before you. You might see a young person before you. You might see a good looking person before you, or you might see someone who is disfigured, like the man in the story I just told. You can't see their heart, but if you look carefully at who they really are, you see what God sees. You see beyond outward appearance. You see more. You see more of what God wants you to see. So be careful not to judge people. Be careful not to write them off. Be careful to not to discourage them, but to encourage them. Encourage them because God loves 
each of us. God's not sitting up there and saying, okay, this one is no good. That one is no good. If you want God to judge you by your heart, check your works, check your faith walk, check how deeply you are loving and giving and encouraging other people. God counts all the sheep, and we are God's part of God's sheep. We are the sheep of the past of his pastor. Be encouraged, church. Be encouraged and encourage each other always. Amen.